0: international divinity college and uh, for those of you who are visiting us for the first time if you'd like to participate in the college it is a free college and it ha- uh thing you'll pay for is your books uh we do uh this totally remotely so you'll be plugging into classes through zoom or you could also plug into classes through the facebook live uh if you're joining us now um then just please type that you're present okay? We know it's near the holiday season, so some people may be watching this as a recording. That's fine as well. Even if you're watching it as a recording, you can also put your comments in because uh, we will respond to the comments from the recordings as well, okay? So we do preview the different things that people are asking and or saying, and we did uh, allow to to respond to the comments. So before we go in any further with what we're going to do in the Lord today, we're going to open up with a word of prayer, and I just want us to bow our heads in the prayer. And so Father, Lord, we just come before you, Abba, Father, in the name of your Son, Christ Yeshua. Father, you are excellent in all your ways, perfect, knowing all things, the beginning, the present, the future, knowing all things at exactly the same time. Everything is in the dead center of your reality, though we live with everything at the edge of our reality. And so we don't really know the future other than what you tell us, and we sometimes project into the future or reflect into the past and so we ask you father that we can be in the moment with you right now here today we put aside our own human consciousness my lord so that your spirit can take complete control we put aside our own human being my god that your spirit can take control it was your design and your plan that we be constantly influenced by the divine nature of the holy spirit in everything we do Yet we deviated from that plan and we fell from grace. And now here we are struggling and fighting to get our place back with you in the anointing. And we pray against every frustration, my Lord, that you might be experiencing, Father. We pray that you have patience with us in your heart, have patience with us in your soul, have patience with us in your spirit being, that you might be able to endure with us, my God, this suffrage that we're going through that we're putting you through, this frustration we're putting you through, trying to bring us back to the glory. And may we humble ourselves in every area that we know how. May we submit ourselves in every consciousness that we know how to come into the brokenness, which is Jesus Christ, so that we're not interfering with the Spirit's leadership, that we're not interfering with the Spirit's direction, that we're not stopping the Spirit from doing what he needs to do in us because of a trauma or an anxiety or a worry or a fear or a doubt or an ignorance, Father. And may the Spirit pray for us and may the demonic principalities be shut down right now in the name of Jesus. We declare your authority over this earth right now. We declare your power over this earth right now. We declare your honor over this earth, right now, it is written that all authority in heaven and earth has been given to Christ. And so here we are going to make disciples, baptizing them, lifting them up, strengthening them in the spirit. Father, may we continue, Lord, to do that work and teach them to obey all that you've instructed us to teach. Father, we're, we're humbled, my Lord, by the fact that you've called us to do this job. We're humbled by the fact that you didn't just send your angels to do the job who are perfect and holy. They've done a better job than we could have done. Your spirit could have done the job without us at all. He would have done a better job without our interference as well. Yet you struggle with us and you labor with us to participate with us in our own salvation. And so, Father, I thank you, Lord, for your love and your kindness and your compassion. I thank you for your trust I thank you for your the, the honor that you bestowed upon us to serve you in this way. And Father, I rebuke every demonic principality. I rebuke every human thought process. I rebuke every lie and every scheme of the enemy that is designed to stop us from being able to submit to you properly, Father. I pray against every vanity. I pray against every conceit. I pray against every flesh movement. The flesh is nothing but the spirit is everything and so we understand that father and we ask that you help us to walk in that consciousness 24 hours a day seven days a week committed to the fullness of your glory I pray against every weakness and every anxiety I pray against every thought process that's being that's being hindered by ministering spirits I pray against those things right now, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, that in Yeshua's name, you might bring glory unto yourself, honor unto yourself, mercy unto yourself. In Yeshua's name, we pray. Amen and amen. Glory to God, saints. We are here with Pastor AK from the Church Philly. I heard they had a powerful service today. Praise the Lord. And so Pastor AK, listen, let me tell you something. Pastor AK and Pastor C, they let me know right off. It's, there's only one pastor of this church, the two of us together as one, amen? So we got the full compliment anytime we have either of them. But we're not often blessed with the Pastor AK side of the Pastor of Church Philly. Really. We A lot of times we get the Pastor C side. And so we're gonna let Pastor AK just share for a moment about uh, anything that he feels to share about, any ministry movements, anything going on with Church Philly. Uh, we're just gonna let Pastor AK uh, take the take the realm for a moment praise the lord
1: um nothing really new about the ministry just uh, you know we, uh, next month we are starting up the uh, 12 a.m prayer line we're starting that back up but uh <clears throat> if i am to share something i would share um uh just basically um uh the year of 2021 that's approaching um just what the lord is doing now right now through the church philly and the series that we're in is getting our heart back in alignment with god And uh, that's what the Lord is really calling out right now for not only his children, but he's also crying out to those that are of the world who also are living in sin and whose father is the devil. The Lord is crying and calling them into relationship with him before 2021 hits, because where we're all where a lot of us are at now, as of now, everybody's crying for 2021. Like, I'm done with 2020. 2021, this is my year, the new year, new me. And the Lord is saying, I've been calling you in 2020 to get back in relationship with you. I've been calling you in 2018 to get back in right fellowship with me. And just what the Lord just was um well, He has us in this series of getting our hearts back in alignment with him. That's what the Lord is really saying right now. The Lord is really crying out and calling out, like it says in uh Proverbs, how wisdom is crying out in the in in the open gates. Like, come receive wisdom, come receive the knowledge of God, come receive just all that I have to give you. And um, what God is really calling out now is for us to get our hearts back in alignment with him. All the stuff that we've been talking about, we want to, you know, leave in in 2020, but we're trying to jump in 2021 with the same mess we in. God is saying, yo, it's time to get your hearts back and right in right alignment with him. And this, that's what he got us in right now, um, just with the series that we're in, getting our hearts back in line. And uh, I, I I feel that series that he has us in because areas that I haven't even still given him, that I'm trying to jump and run in 2021 with the stuff I ain't given him in 2020 so i'm very transparent about the things that i struggle with and uh there's a lot of things i have to give him before 2021 come instead of me running in 2021 with the same baggage i had in 2020.
0: so i saw the lord has me to start off with stan with just what was that the lord Lord. thank you pastor A.K. and listen listen um for those of you who are looking for some academic explosion you're on the wrong page This, Mm. this this is the transformation explosion So, and transformation usually has to do with thinking like a beginner Mm -hmm. and operating with the spirit of fundamental righteousness. Fundamental righteousness means am I right before God? Am Mm -hmm. I actively involved in some sin? Am I actively involved in a struggling area that I have to surrender before God? So it's not all about how powerful I can be prophetic how powerful I can be intellectually, how powerful I can release a theological word, how powerfully I can uh, release a word of knowledge um, or or, or a thought provoking statement or uh, a powerfully contrived message. But where am I with God and how I can share where I am with God, how I can build that relationship with God so that I can share from within the relationship instead of from head knowledge. Mm-hmm. So we also have Ernest. Ernest is becoming like a, a world traveler now. He's zooming down to Pennsylvania, back up to New York.
1: becoming a world traveler.
0: Maryland, and Ernest is all over. He's an East Coast Apostle. <laughs> <laughs> so to Ernest, I'll just share a little bit about the things that are going on with him in ministry and, and, and anything he feels to open us up with as well.
2: Praise God, yeah. Uh, I got a chance to tune into the Church Phillies uh, broadcast this morning very powerful very powerful testimony very transparent very timely uh it's it's needed It's, it's especially the type of year that we're having um you can see kind of like how the church Philly, how that year was for them as well and how they worked through it and where they are now and uh, i just feel like the lord is showing me that we have two sides obviously you can follow our father Christ or you can follow the enemy, no matter which one you follow, if you really focus on them, you'll never realize how how far away you've gotten from what you were until you really stop and look back. So if we're following Christ and following him blindly, just going down the street with him, we won't realize that we, what we've left in our family, in our churches uh, in 2020, uh, the things we've dealt with, our childhood traumas and things like that, will be totally totally new people by the time we actually look back. Now, if we follow the enemy, then we won't realize how far we strayed away from Christ until we look back. And we'll look back and be like, man, I ain't praying every day. I ain't, I ain't doing my devotional. When's the last time I wrote in my journal? When's the last time I just sat in the presence of God and just said, man, I'm just going to sit here with you. We're not going to do nothing. So, amen. That is true. Uh, Apostle was right. Yes, I have been traveling up and down the East Coast. I got, I, got, I think, one more trip this year, possibly. But um, that's something that 2021 comes. I really want to, uh, really wants to get back into deep, deep consecration, um, mm-hmm. with the Lord. So I'm looking forward to that. Also looking forward to, through that, I believe that the Lord will help birth a church through me somewhere here in the DMV area. So that's why I've been wearing my, my DC hat. So just getting prepared, <laughs> getting prepared for that. And, uh, man, I, I I'm excited, man. And we, we're week 10, we're week 10, right? Yeah. So like we said, I always say, guys, week 12 weeks. So we got two more weeks, and then we get a break in the semester. We'll come back next semester uh with the with the training through service. What's it called? And also the through the Bible in the year. Y'all make sure y'all get these. <clears throat> Pick them up now. Cause I'm telling you, two weeks will be here before you know it. Next week is Christmas. After that is New Year's. I'm, it's going you're gonna look up, boom, boom. We're gonna be in 2021. So praise God.
0: Praise the Lord for any of you who don't do um, uh, live presentations or production, video production. Normally there's a production director and um, we have Apostle Jen, by the way, handling the comments. So she's there on the comments when you see First Century Christ Church International. That's Apostle Jen uh, commenting there um, and also keeping track of the attendance. But you normally have a production director that controls the sound and mutes people that need to be muted and opens up the sound channel. And right now the person that does that is me. So if you notice, sometimes I appear a little distracted. I am listening to everything, but I'm also trying to maintain some of the video production as well. Who knows, maybe we will eventually get somebody to do that for us. Before we start to introduce the saints, however, I want to share something with you, with you saints. The school is completely free we will never charge anybody for the school it is completely freer however at this point first century christ church international is trying to move forward with some things and so we're going to be totally transparent with you we do have expenses right now those expenses are pretty much somewhat totally absorbed by myself with Ernest supporting as well to absorb some of the expenses Um, We did not solicit donations in the past because we were still, the corporation was around in 2006, but we let it go dormant. And so we had to then bring it back forth when we brought the school forward, and we're in the back end of completing all of that. So in saying that, um, we are accepting donations. The way we are accepting them right now is um, we are trying to open up the initial account for the school church ministry, and um, there's a minimum deposit that we needed to put forth to do that. And so that's why it's not right in place right this second, but it will get in place. Um, if uh, Apostle Jen could put my Cash App in the, the chat, I'll share it. Um, if you want to donate, the way you would do it right now is you donate using my Cash App and put your name and say, for First Century Christ Church. When I create the opening deposit, which will take place this week, I will then use that as part of the initial deposit. So you will still get credit for having donated to First Century Christ Church. And I will definitely give you that letter when you need, you know, you need for your taxes to say that you gave a donation. I think you don't have to produce that letter unless you have donated but so much over the course of the year. But nonetheless, we'll be able to give you the letter that says you donated to a nonprofit. It is a tax deductible donation. Um and uh, I kind of threw that on my wife. She may not even know right off the top of her head, my, my cash app. Um, if Ernest, if you remember it, you could, if you could put it in as well into the chat. Um, so uh, again, this is a free will sewing. I really don't, when I say I don't care, I'm not trying to be ambivalent. What I'm saying is if you don't donate, we treat you the same as if you do donate. The school's free. The Lord says receive freely, give freely. But if anybody is willing to make a donation, we are now taking donations and uh, we'll put that up in the chat. Uh, It's just put there just now. There you go. So that's my cash app right there. Okay. Um, We will be facilitating the means of soliciting donations in a different way in the future. I just did it this way today because it's the initial opening of the account. I really do despise ministries that lead with the money. Okay. Because it's not about the money. It's about Jesus. And so I lead with God, but there are the realities of the expenses, the video production, the Zoom production, and all the other supportive things that we're going to be doing. And so having said that, I will also tell you, so that's the cash app link that you can send uh, any donations. Remember to put your name and put for First Century Christ Church International, okay? And I'll make sure that that gets handled properly. Um, Having said that, we are going to be on television uh, we're going to be on Roku. So uh that's being planned for 2021. Anybody with a Roku device will be able to jump right on in and watch us over the Roku channel. Uh there is a a, a wonderful brother uh Bishop Lockett, who runs on mystreamingvideo.com who has facilitation through the you through the Roku. So um praise to God for that. So now that we've done that, let's do some fun stuff now. We we've handled the, the business right Let's do some fun stuff. We've got here today, Jason Hansen is present. Praise the Lord. Let's just stay consecrated in the consciousness of Christ. Saints, I want us to understand something. We're in a school from the standpoint of discipleship. Anyone hasn't seen the orientation, please see the orientation. You need to understand the dynamics of our school. Our school was focused on discipleship. You're being edified. You'll receive a degree. You'll receive a diploma for the first year in Bible Institute. You'll receive associates in the second year. You'll receive uh, another associates in the third year with a different focus. And you'll receive a bachelor's in the fourth year in divinity. Um, And uh, just so that you know, not that it would matter, because if God's hands on it, it could start 10 seconds ago. Um, This ministry was planted back in 2006. So this is not something that just recently popped up out of anywhere. Anybody needing a actual uh, state accreditation needs to let me know that in about the second or third year we have an affiliation with Life College and they would then be able to take in conjunction with our classes some Life College classes that would allow you to get whatever I guess the liberal arts pieces that are necessary in order to be a state uh, registered school and then you would then be able to um, uh, receive the Department of Education accreditation. However, it it should be noted that we are accepted as a school in the state of New York because we've been been incorporated for the purpose of being able to um, uh, issue degrees in religion. So because of that, we are state accredited. We're just not Department of Education state accredited. So some people like having that accreditation. You'd let me know somewhere around the second or third year and then that way we would be able to connect you with Life College and then you would get a state accredited, uh, well, a Department of Education accredited uh, 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 degree. Uh, For a lot of us though, we're doing this for the spirit of understanding, not so much for being able to put it forth to somebody, but we try to handle things in a way that will please the majority of the saints that are connected with us. Praise the Lord. So Jason Hansen's present, praise God, man of God. We appreciate your presence. We love you, brother in the Lord. Okay, prophetess Angela Hicks, good afternoon. Praise God. Welcome, woman of God, very anointed woman of God. If you wanna hear from some of the anointing of some of the students, you need to join us on the Wednesday Zoom because on the Wednesday Zoom, the Lord drops a message, not just from the moderators, okay, but he drops a message even through the students who are here because all born again believers have insight and glory in God. And we've got Rila Phillips here. Glory to God, Rila. Welcome, woman of God. Another anointed woman of God present with us today. Shonda is here with us today. Praise God. We thank you, woman of God. We love you in the Lord. I like that pick. I like that. I like that pick. Praise God. Tell your husband I said hello. Tell him, please, thank you so much for that logo. <laughs> Praise God. He's working on a logo for us. Amen. Uh, and prophetess, evangelist, pastor, Hetty Dumas. Welcome woman of God. Praise God. She's got her COVID compliant mask on today. Praise the Lord. And prophetess Trina Houston with us again today as well. We celebrate the saints. We celebrate the God in the saints. So we're not hobnobbing for hobnobbing's sake. Everything is a teaching part. You'd be surprised how much you need to learn as disciples about what it means to be in the righteousness of God, void of the traditions of men. Now, I'm not saying that all the traditions of men will take you out of the righteousness of God. But unfortunately, sometimes we get so caught up in the traditions of men, we can lose sight of the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. And so... Praise the Lord that we have this ability to celebrate the God and the saints. So we're not hobnobbing on a horizontal level. We're vertically acknowledging the anointing of the saints. And hey, and they're chit-chatting with each other right now. They're going back and forth. Amen. Praise God. And we also have Sister Tabina with us. It took me a couple of weeks just to remember how to pronounce her name. I kept calling her Tabina for I don't know how long. But we got it now, Tabina. Praise the Lord. We got it. Praise God. And we have also on the line today, prophetess Lauren Taylor. Praise the Lord. Listen, we got a lot of Church Philly power on here today. <laughs> a lot of Church Philly power on here today. Praise God. Praise God. Blessings, saints. So a little house, a little, a little house cleaning here. Hey, amen. Amen. And we have. Alita Turner, hey, praise God. I've been catching up on the other classes. I'm amazed at the amount of knowledge and wisdom all of you share. Thank you all. Well, praise God. So we need you on the Wednesday Zoom, woman of God, because then you're going to be able to drop some wisdom as well. Praise God. We thank you. We thank you for the encouragement. We give all glory to God in the name of Christ Yeshua. We celebrate the Christ we celebrate the Christ in you. You know, the word of God says that we would be known. It says that, right? That we would be known, right? By how we love one another. How we love one another is how we would be recognized in the world as disciples of Jesus. Amen. And so we do need to take this time to greet each other and say hello even though we're on a kind of a two-dimensional dynamic here right it's kind of two-dimensional because we get to share but you really only get to type but remember we got that wednesday zoom so those of you who are connecting with us on the facebook live realize you can also connect with us on the wednesday zoom and by connecting with us on the wednesday zoom you will also be placed in a position where you can share from the anointing that's within you amen as Ernest was sharing with you we are in week 10. And in week ten, we are covering uh, pretty pretty much Genesis. And this first semester, we some of us are new returning to schools. We didn't want to overwhelm you. We had a lot of people jumping in uh, in sort of mid semester. It is a rolling enrollment, so a person can enroll at any time, and they just have to catch up through our YouTube page or look over the or or or, or they can even catch up on podcast. Okay, so we can catch up also on podcasts. We're on several podcasts as podcasts as well. So you can catch up on the audio on that end and to catch up to the different, um, uh, yeah, Prophetess Houston says that Wednesday Zoom is on fire. Amen. So we, we have all of those different vehicles. So we started, the, it's slow. And so we really spent a lot of this semester in Genesis, which is probably good, right? Because we'll do a little review. And Genesis is the foundation, right? And once you've got that foundation, it shapes your understanding of the rest of the word. And so, for those of you who are not new, um, you, you, you'll hear this review and it'll be somewhat familiar. For those of you that are somewhat new, are going to get this kind of an enlightenment, like a wake up light bulb is going to go off. Because a lot of us, if we've studied Bible study or if we've gone to different um, different schools of, of of about Christianity, whether divinity school or or institute level teaching. We learn this, uh, um, what we call covenant theology. And we pick it up with the patriarchal covenant, and then we move to the Mosaic covenant, and then we move to the covenant of grace, right? And the problem with that is the covenant of the patriarchal doesn't start with Abraham, and it doesn't explain the problem, okay? The covenant of Mosaic talks about the legal understanding of the righteousness of God and grace talks about the spiritual understanding, but it doesn't address the whole problem. So one of the first things we taught you, right, is that messianic theology is infinitely more a better way to view scripture because then you begin to understand it from the passion of the heart of the father. And so we know in Genesis 1, God created us, right? And Genesis 2, he breaks down the creation of man more detailed because in Genesis 3, he wanted to outline the fall of man. And when we fell from grace, right, God gave a prophecy. The prophecy was in Genesis 3.15, right? And that prophecy was, and I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed, and he will crush your head and you will bruise his heel. That prophecy is the whole Bible from the beginning to the end. The heart of God, the passion of the Father to save us through the Son was his vision when we fell from grace. And so everything that takes place after that, we have to begin to start to look at, how does this fit into Genesis 3.15? How does this fit into the seed prophecy? Because if we don't understand how it fits into the seed prophecy, maybe we'll miss of the greater picture of what God's trying to accomplish see God's passion was to save his son his passion was to save his son us how many know Adam and Eve were one so in a sense Adam and Eve together could be referred to as his son that's why I like uh Pastor C when she got in here I said we got half a church Philly and she was like no we got to all the church Philly because me and my husband are one I like that because you see God's passion was to save his son. See, his son fell from grace. Didn't happen until Adam ate the fruit, right? The eyes didn't open until Adam ate the fruit. The son fell from grace. And God, the same day, prophesies the redemption of his own son, right? And we know that then it gets carried on through Noah, right? Because he was angry with man and he wanted to wipe all man out. But of course, he really couldn't do all of man because he had that promise about saving his son for his own namesake and his own glory. Then we say, Okay, who's next? Abraham. Okay, now we're seeing something here. Abraham being called. There's some woman that has to be born, right? There's some woman that has to give birth to a seed. Okay. And Abraham passes on to Isaac. Isaac passes it on to Jacob. And we know that Jacob then has 12 sons. And We know that they were not the best of sons as we've covered through the lessons. For those of you who want more coverage there, you go back and watch the videos. We have it on our YouTube page. But I wanna say this to you in every real sense. When we get to this place where we're trying to edify you at this level, You really need to read the material before you come to class, because we're not going to read all the material. This is not the session for the teaching of the material. The Spirit taught you the material when you read it. What we're here to do is help enlighten you on what you were taught. Perhaps you misunderstood something. Perhaps you missed the point. So this is a moderating panel to add to your understanding from the understanding that you already amassed, glory to God, from already having read the material. So we're in Genesis chapter 41 and we're going from 41 to 43, okay? I want to handle things a little bit differently today only because I try to follow the spirit's movement, and I feel like this might be a good thing to do for today. I'm going to ask, um, I'm going to open up the line here. And I'm just going to let either one, uh, uh, Pop, uh, Ernest or uh, Pastor AK, if they could just share their heart on the on the reading segments for today. Either one of you can start. Go ahead, Ernest,
2: you start, brother. OK, we got Genesis 41 here. After two whole years, Pharaoh dreamed that he was standing by the Nile, and behold, there came up out of the Nile seven cows, attractive and plump, and they fed in the reed grass. And behold, seven other cows, ugly and thin, came up out of the Nile after them, and stood by the other cows on the bank of the Nile. And the ugly, thin cows ate up the seven attractive, plump cows. And Pharaoh awoke, and he fell asleep and dreamed a second time. And behold, seven ears of grain, plump and good, were growing on one stalk, and behold, after them sprouted seven ears, thin blighted by the east wind, and the thin ears swallowed up seven plump, full ears, and Pharaoh awoke, and behold, it was a dream. And so in the morning his, his spirit was troubled, and he sent and called for the magicians of Egypt and all of his wise men. Pharaoh told them his dreams, but there was none who could interpret them to Pharaoh. Start out after two whole years. So we remember we left off last week with Joseph um, being in the jail, obviously interpreting dreams of the cupbearer and the other gentleman. And I, I left with that sentence: only remember me with you, and please do me this, to mention me to Pharaoh and so get me out of this house. So Joseph knew he was gonna get out, right. Joseph knew he was going to get out by his dreams. He already had the prophecy. That's what he was using. That's what he was living off of. Now, Joseph was like, all right, I'm going to manipulate my way to get out. I'm going to do this my way. And God is like, it oh, my way. And make a statement That's me your heart posture, two extra years of pruning. And then I'm going to, you're not, nobody's going to refer you to Pharaoh right now, but I'm going to specifically give Pharaoh these specific dreams. And then um, giving him the dreams, then then that's when the guy all of a sudden, oh yeah, I remember we was in jail. We was right next to the right next to homeboy, and homeboy was telling everything. And I don't understand. Now part of me feels like uh, they they forgot him on purpose, like we mentioned in the Wednesday class, because he was a slave. Because um, then the Bible says Joseph was very handsome. You know, he was he was in charge of the jail, so he was they were already under his authority when he was in the jail. So. It's like, all right, well, we ain't here. We, we know who we are. We come from Pharaoh's house. You know, I'm the cupbearer or whatever. whatever. That's where I sit. I'm not going to subject myself to this man. So I'm whatever. Yeah, you interpret the dream. dream thank you. Goodbye. I'm going go with my life. But the way God wanted to exalt him, okay, I'm going to humble you for two years, and then I'm going to exalt you. So where they didn't have no choice. They said all the divination, everything that they tried to do, everybody that they tried to look at could not interpret the dreams. So they had to specifically come all the way back. To joseph um and then heart posture uh, i have heard it said that you i had heard it said of you that when you hear a dream you can interpret it joseph answered pharaoh it is not in me god will give pharaoh a favor a favorable answer and so he basically his heart at this point he wouldn't have said that last two years ago don't don't forget me now don't forget god it basically is what he's saying so two years ago don't forget me don't this is don't forget me you, y'all got me right now it's like if the lord allows it yeah i'll do if, if not uh you know not much i could do <laughs> so instantly his time was up and so god knew okay it's, it's time for you to come on out um and i throw it to to pass to Pastor ak but i just wanted us to look at the look at the heart posture of Joseph, as we, as Pastor A.K. has said, you know, we we ready to go into 2021, but how many things from our past? Obviously, the majority of Joseph's past is gone now. So, yeah, I don't know what year it was, obviously, two years later, but whatever year he was getting ready to go into, he wasn't tracking and bringing no mud from the past. He was stepping in with clean shoes. And I, I'll turn it over to Pastor A.K. Can you all hear me? I-
1: i gotta yeah I got muted so this part right here when pharaoh has said but i have heard it said of you that you can understand a dream to interpret it so joseph answered the pharaoh saying it is not in me that part right there the 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 it is not in me like Right then and there, Joseph, even though the credit was given to him from Pharaoh, saying, I heard you can interpret the dreams. I heard you can help me out with the situation I'm going through right now. And the first words of uh, Joseph said, it's not me. And every time I read that part, like, it's like, that's the mistake. So many children of God, the ones that the Lord is using, they make that mistake of taking on the credit. You know what I'm saying? And we have to remember that one part. Even the Lord had me say that. Earlier in the sermon today, this whole I I I thing—it's like I'm, sure, I'm, I'm, I'm. Of course, I'm going to stick to what we're talking about,
2: but <laughs> you know, don't
1: you know, you know how the spirit start moving. The spirit start moving. But this whole I I I part—I just love how Joseph brought the glory back to God instead of saying, you know what? Like, how many of us probably would say, "Oh yeah, yeah, I can interpret that dream." Yeah, let me tell you what I think about it. Let me tell you what I feel as old as it is, and that's the mistake that we make because God knew Joseph heart and God knew Joseph was going to say, it is in me. I'm sorry. It's not me to give the dream because then by Joseph giving the glory back to God, it then has Pharaoh think about, well, who got who, who the God did you serve? And we got to remember that when the Lord has us in a situation, I'm talking to all the leaders, the ones that, the ones that the, the word says many are called, but few are chosen. I'm talking to the ones that have chosen to answer that call. Like Joseph answered his call. When God will have us do something, the one thing that the Lord Always reminds us, and he always reminds me, do not take that glory. Jesus said it himself, You cannot do anything without me. So the very first moment we say, Oh, yeah, I know this. Oh, yeah, let me let me let me pray over. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Let me tell you about this. Let me tell you about this. Let me let me let me let me let me. God is saying, stop me. It ain't nothing about us, yo. And that's the part the Lord is really trying to push the issue. Man, look, that's what the Lord is really trying to push the issue at the end of 2020. You don't want us going into 2021 saying it's us anymore. Stop saying that because it ain't us. If it was really us, the people that we really are, before Christ, we're wicked vessels, yo. Let's call it what it is. And the Lord is saying, now, that's what I love about Joseph. He said, it is not me. And when I say we are in a day and stage of everybody wants the credit. Everybody want to be the superstar. Everybody want the platform. Everybody want to have his S on their chest like it's them. But I love how Joseph said, yo, it's not me. Let me tell you what the Lord said. The Lord can tell you what the dream is about. I'm just the tongue he's using. And I just love that part about Joseph. I really love the story of Joseph, yo. Joseph really is that bull. But I could talk all day. I ain't going to say nothing else.
2: I, it's, I I piggyback off what you said. I, I heard that last night at, uh, um, at a dinner. Yeah. Uh, this lady had given this crazy prophecy for 20, 2020. Yeah. And she, you know, she basically said, you know, it's, it's going to be a bunch of remnant disciples. God is cleaning up his church and things like that. And so somebody else uh, gave the same prophecy. So they went back to Lady A. They said, Lady A, you gave you somebody stole your prophecy. She said, that's not mine. Come on. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gave that. To me. Nobody. There's no stealing. There's no stealing. I, I'm not going to take credit for that. I can't take credit for that. So. Yeah, I have to release it. I thought that was good. I thought that was good display of heart posture. Come on, you go back and look at the beginning when Joseph said, "We had dream. I had dreams of you guys bowing down to me." Mm. What what if he would have changed the language, the heart posture? Like, God, God showed me, uh, He's going to exalt me. Come on, and and He's going to bring. I'm going to be the one to bring my family out. Yeah. Versus oh, the suns and the moons gonna bow down to me. Mm-hmm. So what if what if he spoke like that? Then maybe he wouldn't have got sold into slavery. Mm-hmm. And just a small, a small fact, he was seventeen when they sold him into slavery.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He doesn't get out of jail till he's thirty.
1: Come
2: on. So that's thirteen years, and then he doesn't meet his brothers again till he's thirty nine. Mm-hmm. So that's twenty six years uh, of pruning <laughs> and. Also, he didn't he never went to see his brother. People don't look at that. He never went to go find them. He knows mm-hmm. he, he knows he has them. They don't know about him. Right. He never goes to go find them. He stays put and allows the Lord to bring them to him. Mm. But go ahead,
0: Apostle. Praise the Lord, Saints. I'm I'm just being blessed by everything that's being shared here. Um you know there's an edification point that takes place as each and every one of us take, <clears throat> takes our place in being used by god and one of the most fundamental problems that we have in the body of christ today is a very two-dimensional movement of the holy spirit um uh, bishop pernell actually uh he has a saying he says uh um you want to put the holy ghost on training wheels and it's a funny statement is the truth is that we tend to have this kind of a two-dimensional movement so you'll find me every now and then stepping back and just admiring when god is allowed notice notice his his reverence for the sovereignty he gave us god has great reverence for the sovereignty he gave us we can take that sovereignty all the way to hell that's how much reverence he has for the sovereignty he gave us god is not weak he could overpower our sovereignty but he reveres and he gives reverence to our sovereignty. When the Bible says God is no respecter of person, it means that in the standpoint of God is not going to honor a man above himself. Mm. not going to honor a man above his own righteousness, above his own righteousness, above God's righteousness. So um, when the scriptures say that God is no respecter of person, people think that God is not a respecter of sovereignty. He is a respecter of sovereignty or he wouldn't be able to take it to hell with you. Um, you take it all the way to make a fire if you want to he will not override your sovereignty as far as your desire for your eternal destination so when god when when we allow the holy spirit of god to move in the form of the multitude to allow the holy spirit to operate in three and four dimensions within our consciousness so it's a blessing to hear Pastor A.K. share his portion, to hear Pastor, Pastor, uh I keep calling him, I call him Pastor, calling Pastor, 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 Pastor. The names keep dropping for you, Ernest, I don't know.
2: <laughs>
0: Praise God, as Ernest was sharing as well. Um, And you'll see me constantly come back to this space. Often, it's not a regression. Everything is the learning piece. And if, it, and I say this, and I said this last week, if the only thing you learn in this school is the proper movement of the Holy Spirit, or come to understand the proper movement of the Holy Spirit, you've learned everything you need. Uh-huh. Mm. All you, learned, you learned everything you need. We don't have dominance going on here. We don't have dominance over here, or dominance with Pastor A.K., or dominance with Ernest, or dominance on the chat line. Everybody's trying to commune in the Spirit. One of the greatest stories. And again, I'm not digressing. Everything is a learning piece, and you have to learn this to function successfully in the school. You're not gonna be able to succeed in this school if you don't learn. So don't think I'm digressing. This is all part of your edifying. When it says that Paul was going with Barnabas during the hour of prayer to the temple, it says that they were praying, Paul, Barnabas, the believers, and some believing priests. And when they did this praying, It says that they turned around and it was revealed to them by the Holy Spirit, separate Paul and Barnabas for this mission. I want to encapsulate that because saints, we oftentimes do a lot of strategizing, right? We do the strategizing based on our human wisdom. See, and it would have been easy as the brothers were bringing out for Joseph to do the same thing. To say, okay, I'm in prison. This guy didn't remember me. It took him two years to call my name up again. Now I'm getting bathed and shaved and washed and getting ready to go before the Pharaoh. Ain't no way I'm going back to prison. Whatever I gotta do before this Pharaoh, I'm gonna make sure it gets done because I've already projected that I'm out of prison. I'm already projecting what I gotta do. I'm already reciting and rehearsing my strategy. How many of us do that before interviews or before things? we sit there and we plot scheme inside our mind? A lot of us, we don't understand the sinful aspects of a plotting scheme in mind. See, a plotting scheme in mind thinks within itself, about itself, about what the self has to do to accomplish some specific task. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm going to do. See what I'm going to do? I'm going to think about going over here and then what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell this person that and then they're going to respond like that and then that's a plotting scheme of mine. But where's God? Where's God? Where's God? And that whole plotting and all that strategizing and all that thinking and I, a, oh, I can't take care of that bill right now. But what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take from this account and move it to that account, and I'm gonna switch this over here, then I'm gonna put a delay on that, and I'm gonna support this and I'm gonna lift this up, and I'm gonna push that out, and I'm gonna do this that. Oh yeah, wow, that's good for the next month. That's how the oh, hold. thank you, Jesus. Jesus, where did he come in? <laughs> <laughs> so here's Joseph getting for itself, it's gonna be easy for him to say, whatever I got to do here, man, because I ain't going back to that prison. This is my shot. I'm going to be in front of the Pharaoh. But he rather comfortably says, but God. I know you got an idea what's going to happen, but God. But God. Wait, stop, stop, stop. Too much praise coming this way, but God. And so I'm blessed by that piece, and you know, The patience, the patience, yes, patience. Now you can say it was forced patience, right? Because it was. He's in prison. It's not like his influence would have got him out of prison. But you got to believe that his attitude stayed right in the face of distress. So that his, because see, if his attitude had become wrong in them two years, what would have happened when he got called? He would have been anxious. He would have projected. He would have went into a scheming mind. He would have strategized. He would have angled. But his heart was right to come before Pharaoh in peace, right, and say, I cannot reveal this to you. But God, but God can. Amen. So that's the testimony that he did the right to you. How many of us know we can be in the wilderness doing the wrong thing in the wilderness? Do the wrong to you. Praise the Lord. So I'm touched by that whole piece and I think that kind of takes us through um, chapter 41. And then of course, he gets a chance at his brothers again. Woo! He gets a chance at those brothers. And I know that that's probably something that he really didn't want. Another chance at his brothers who put him in this situation first place. And I'm going to open it up. And since we've got it here like this, I'll open it up first for Ernest to share um because I put him in the big box at the top. It's easy to do it that way. So Ernest, share first, and then we'll switch over to Pastor A.K. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen. Can y'all hear I'm clear, brother. uh Yeah. So- so obviously, the prophecy is playing out like uh, Joseph knew it would in the dreams, uh, where the people, his brothers are actually coming to him. Like I stated last time, he didn't go out. He has an entire family. He has a father. Um, his mother had passed away by this time, I believe. Uh, but he's got he's got brothers. He's got one sister. They have offspring of their own. Um, like I said, so he's got nieces and nephews. Um, and like I said, this time, Joseph is 39 years old. So he's a young one, so his brothers are, they, they're probably in their late 40s, uh, early 50s. And and—and this is deep. This is uh, 40, uh, chapter 42, verse six. It says, now Joseph was governor over the land. He was the one who sold to all the people of the land. And Joseph's brothers came and bowed themselves before him with their faces to the ground. Joseph saw his brothers and recognized them, but he treated them like strangers and spoke roughly to them. And he starts interrogating them. Where do you come from? Hold on, let me see. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And Joseph remember? Okay. Yeah. And Joseph recognized his brothers, but they did not recognize him. And Joseph remembered the dreams that he had dreamed of them. And he said to them, you are spies. You have come to me to see the nakedness of the land. So, Basically what he's doing, he's getting a little, he's getting a little get back. And what the Lord is showing us here, remember two years, he did an extra two years, and now it's nine years since that, since those two years. So now his heart is a little changed. And you have to think as of, he's 39 going on 40. Like I understand, don't get me, he's sold out for the Lord. But you have to think mentally, he's thinking about his family in the back of his head, He's thinking about something. That's a big part of his life at that point. To not to just keep going and not think about it. Um, because if I'm not mistaken, he goes off to marry uh, Pharaoh's. Uh, I don't know if it's her daughter or some some high ranking person in Pharaoh's government. Um, so now he finally gets a chance. The dreams come back to him, and he he breaks them over the cold. Not not, not crazy, but he does enough to kind of let them know, like when all this plays out, like, oh, you were just messing with us. And I feel like if he doesn't, if this doesn't happen at the right time, if this doesn't play out right, this particular, uh, I don't wanna call it an altercation, but this particular reconciliation might not have might not have been so peaceful. Um, as we saw with uh, Jacob and Esau, Jacob coming around and Esau's coming and you know they quickly reconcile and then they separate. Um obviously this is not that situation. This is true reconciliation and he they go back and get the father and the younger brother and things like that. But I feel like if Jacob, uh, Jacob if Joseph's heart is not right at this time, this could this could get out of hand. And getting out of hand could cause him to to lose his seat as governor. It could cause him to uh, fall out of alignment with the Lord because it is obviously it's not the Lord's will to have them um, punished or killed because we have to remember what we're seeing is messianic theology. Somebody tried to kill me. And now here I am number two in the land and think about it. He could have sent somebody to kill them. It's so much stuff. He was so powerful. It's so many things he could have done. And he just, he kind of let it wait and let it happen. And I I felt like he did treat them harshly, um, obviously making them jump through hoops, but that is in no way in comparison to what they did to him because we don't know all of the details that Joseph suffered through those uh, those 13 years. So we see a man's heart truly sold out for Christ because I'm telling you right now, and I I ain't trying to, I, I have a situation very similar to Joseph. It's probably, a, that's probably the reason why I haven't been allowed to reconcile with some people because I know the first time, told you, told you, told you. I'd have took my, I'm took i Joseph, I'm Joseph. You know, I, You know. <laughs> but he, the way he deals with them, um, it's harsh, but then you also see his heart is still there. How do you have a dad? Do you have other brothers? Oh, okay, what happened? Oh yeah, well, how's he? Well, one is no more. Oh yeah, well, what, what's... You know, what's that about? So you can see he's kind of getting the answers, trying to get out the answers from them that he wouldn't have been in. Obviously, if he walked with them off the street, the the situation would be a lot different. And then also through that, we see the brothers have changed their heart posture. They have changed their heart posture about their actions. We see them in a bit of um, showing almost in a state of forgive us, forgiveness, like, yo, we we was tripping. We was young, we was tripping. We didn't know it was going to be like that. And dad, tell you the truth, dad ain't been the same. <laughs> so, um, and we see what they're capable of. Uh, Judah marrying the, the the Adulamite girl, homeboy sleeping with the father's concubine, like so we see what what, what they're capable of. So, um, I, I think that's just awesome. Just to point out that Jacob, in this situation, he could have done anything, and even though he treated him harshly, that was very minute to what he really could have could have done. And I'll pass it over to
1: you, uh, Pastor AK. Man, let me say this. uh, (laughs) Yo, that part with Joseph, when he finally bump into his brothers, when I say, let me say, by a show of hands, how many of us know what the word revenge means? (laughs) You know what I mean? Exactly. And when I think about this particular scene, number one, Egypt, it's a lot of sand in Egypt. You could have easily bodied somebody and then buried in some sand. They're not going to get found. Look what Moses did. He killed the Egyptian, threw him in the sand. Nobody ever found his body. So this one situation where as though Joseph brothers actually come back, well, you know, the Lord brought them back to him. Of course, like you said, Ernest, that heart posture had to be changed. You know what I mean? Because, to be honest, uh, it's a couple of things I want to say about this uh, the, this particular part. Um Number one, there was only one perfect man that walked the earth, and that was Jesus, right? Right. There only there was only the only the only man that was on this earth, the Son of God that knew how to forgive. Like you know, even on the cross, he said, "Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do." Right. Now, this particular right. part with Joseph, when his his brothers uh, were brought back to him, even the part where he had fled in the back and he had cried, and when I put I put myself in Joseph's shoes at that very moment. Now. Thankfully, uh, I'm not, all right, thank be okay, I'm a man of God, right? I love the Lord, but I still got my flaws because I'm still, I still got my flesh. You know what I'm saying? It's a constant battle, right, of, with my temper that I usually struggle with. It's a constant pulling at my heart back and forth. Now, if I put myself in Joseph's shoes, like, even though Joseph was a man of God, Joseph was still also human, so he had emotions. And even the part when he ran in the back and um he had, he had wept, I really think that the enemy was attacking Joseph's mind, wanting Telling him, yo, Mm. kill your brothers. This is it. Wow. Because I've even been in a situation, even as a pastor, where as though I was crossed the wrong way. And it was times I had to go in my prayer closet and I had to cry. Lord, take this from me because you know who I was before you saved me. You know, I was of my father, the devil. You know, I had struggles. And it really brought me to tears. And uh, even when I always read that part when Joseph had wept, even the part where he had set his brothers up. You know, he asked the questions. He was peeping the scene. Peep that. He was peeping to saying, hey, yo, how's your father? He alive? Okay, cool, 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 okay. Is there any more? B- oh, b- oh, Benjamin? Okay, I got, Okay, little brother, you know. Even his consideration for his little brother, he probably thought of his little brother and thought what his brothers had put him through. But the simple fact, what was probably going on through his mind, I know by a shadow of doubt, the enemy was attacking him, saying, kill your brothers. Remember what they did to you? Remember that hole they threw you in? Remember they they, mm-hmm. they lied to you in slavery this after the third? So it probably brought him to tears. But like you said, Ernest, how he had to go through that heart posture, that heart changing. And the Lord had him go through everything. The Lord had him go through all of that pain because the Lord was going to use him to save his family. And the Lord has us going through uncomfortable seasons. Sometimes we'd be saying, like, God, why am I going through this? And the Lord is telling us, like, look, it's because I have you to do something that's going to save your family. A lot of us got saved before a lot of our brothers and sisters. We were like, yo, Lord, I've been talking to him for years after years after years. And the Lord is saying, as soon as I mature you to the right level, I'm going to have either your brother and sister come back to you or I'm going to have you go back and get them. But as of right now, you're not ready. But so when I think of when Joseph was crying at that moment, I really thought that the enemy, I feel as though that the enemy was really attacking his mind. He was actually back there battling with the enemy of saying, look kill your brothers he probably was back there saying oh, i can't kill them the lord brought me a wrong way i'm not that man i'm a man of god constantly you know we always battle with the enemy yo but just the simple fact that he was peeping the scene and really you know asking questions about his father and his little brother benjamin and after the third it just really shows you that um i'm not trying to lose focus on what i was saying but it really just shows you that i forgot i was about to say <laughs> the point i'm trying to make man just like i feel as though at that moment when he was actually weeping even though it's a little further along the chapters i just um was just thinking about was he really battling with what he truly wanted to do even when he Mm. set his brothers up was he really battling thinking like yo this is the opportunity where i can make it seem like they stole from me i'm the second in command i can easily just cut their heads off it won't bother me like the the one thing about anger like rage you could do you can kill your own family members and you could brush it off that's 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 the power of rage right and when I just really think about how the Lord Had to mold Joseph to be able to Sustain seeing those That turned their back on him and sold him Into slavery me personally That's the I understand Why Joseph it took what How many years it took him what eight, 20 something years until 26 years 26 years I can see why The Lord had him 26 years to prepare him For that one day it took 26 years To prepare him for that one day and he could have easily blew it, but he didn't. Thank God he didn't. But he could have easily blew it. But it just shows how much, number one, how much we need the Lord, number one. But it just shows just what God had to take him through for that very moment when God had brought his family back to him. Because the Lord had him in that position to save his family. It took 26 years for the Lord to bring them back so that he can not only forgive them, but have um, just just have mercy on them. He showed him so much mercy. Come on now. Like, how many of us would have showed that type of mercy if our family members threw us in a hole? Not even his full blood, his half-brothers. What? Mm. Let a half brother throw <laughs> me in a hole. Come on, yo. But it just it's it's just a blessing. But it shows how God can change the unchangeable, how all the hurt, and this this story itself shows that how all the hurt we can go through, God can still allow us to heal because it's him that is forgiving. It's him that did the healing. It's him that's working through us to even show the same mercy Joseph showed to his brothers. And that's the same mercy God shows to us. And I, that's why I love this story. The, the story of Joseph really just puts the, the how God can heal when family hurts you. It's a difference mm. when friends hurt you, but when your own blood, it could be half blood or full blood, but when your own blood hurts you, that cut different. We all know that cut different when our brothers hurt us, our own flesh and blood. Hurts it. That's a different type of cut, but it just shows God can, man, look, we can't do nothing without God. Go back to what Jesus said. We are unable to do anything without him. And Joseph was unable to forgive without the Lord. So man, Joseph, when I see Joseph in heaven, I'm going to get that boy, I'm going to get that boy. Bear hug, y'all. Yo. yo, Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> Where Joseph at, <not> Jesus?
0: <laughs> praise the Lord. Praise Lord. And praise God. And you know, um, saints we've been touching this on a lot of different levels and we've been looking at it and flipping it around a lot of different ways and it's great to write ourselves into the story um, we do need to do that from time to time um, to write ourselves into the story so that we can relate to the story on a personal level the word of god says that we do these things we we engage in the word of god to learn lessons Lessons of righteousness from the righteous, and lessons of what not to do from the consequences of those who have sinned. Amen. Amen. I just want to say thanks that um, um, I don't know, Pastor AK. I don't know, did you dull your camera? Hopefully, this is not on my end. Your video. No, I, I
1: didn't touch nothing. Actually, froze because both of y'all are froze right now. I didn't touch nothing, though.
0: Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah, so if you feel to jump out and jump back in, that'd be fine, too. All right. Um, let, let me do go. that or just wait. wait. What you want me to do? Uh, yeah, I think you should probably jump out and jump back in because it, it, sometimes it doesn't. Um, all right, we we'll
1: back in a couple seconds. All
0: right. Praise the Lord. Um, and so I, I like to to look at it also from the perspective of the fact that the brothers have done him wrong. Now he's postured to do them wrong, and uh, I see some of the some of the um, I don't know the self righteousness in him at this point. He's like, let me see because you guys was a bunch of no good <laughs> you you, you yeah. let me see where you guys are at let me see where you go. let me see if you guys have learned any lessons from last time I dealt with you cuz you know, went through me in a pit and had me sold to to, to, to uh, into slavery you know let, let, let me see where you really are at with this and you I I think that that's some something too that happened with Joseph that he was testing their grit do you have family loyalty anymore you have a commitment to each other, um, better than you had when y'all sold me into slavery. Uh, but you can also see his love, right? Because it gives him back the gold, silver rather, gives him back the silver. Um, uh, uh someone can correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not really that great on worldly pop, uh, history on these points, but I believe at the time, silver was more valuable than gold, so um. Uh, there was a season in which silver was valued greater than gold. And I believe that that was the time period. So so the silver was of greater value than the gold, whereas today gold is a lot more valuable than silver. And we can see the the typological movements going on here. Here Joseph is testing their hearts to see if they have a fondness for each other. Um, we also see the part where Judah, uh, when, they, when they finally do give them the, 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 the money and 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 they come back to to buy more um uh uh, uh, food how uh they're set up to lose benjamin and how judah steps in to save benjamin now that's really typological right because who's in the family line of judah right jesus right jesus right comes out of the tribe of judah so it's very interesting how The behavior of Judah is a lot like the behavior of Christ and the salvation of our souls. And so, saints, we encourage you to look for those different typological movements. Look for those different typologies and look at those different things and get wisdom from these areas. Uh, There's a lot of preaching that's done off of typology. They're not trying to tell you that it's an absolute fact that this is what transpired. But they'll take a point and use it as a prophetic typology or use it as a teaching typology. And it's a good thing to do that from time to time to help people see things from different perspectives. And so we know about the second journey to Egypt, and we know that he uh, throws the silver cup into Benjamin's sack. And so then going back, Benjamin now looks like he's stolen something. But of course, that's not really true. Joseph had put it in the sack there. Um, But I want to bring out another point. Notice how now i know we all love joseph i know we all do um what i'm gonna do is because i think this might help i'm gonna uh remove the source and then um pastor ak he can see us if he could just jump back in um if he can hear us uh uh to jump back in um and, and then hopefully that'll restore his video praise the lord but i want you to see something when uh Joseph is feeding Benjamin from off of his table. Notice how he gives Benjamin a greater portion than he gives the other brother. So you can see where there's still this human aspect. And isn't that true with us, right? God will use us. God will empower us. God will enthrone us. God will entrust in us. Even in the midst of our being flawed, even in the midst of us making mistakes, even in the midst of us not being able to completely grasp everything that he's doing through us and how righteous we need to be in it, and so even in Joseph's righteousness, he throws a curve. Excellent. Right. <laughs> he goes back. Praise God. He throws a curve by putting more food on his plate than he puts on the plate of his of, of the other brothers and um the fact that it's noted as a matter of record means it didn't go without notice that Benjamin was receiving a greater portion and you got to remember that at some point they didn't know that zaphnath was Joseph but when they found out zaphnath was Joseph then of course there was a risk of a further family rivalry wait a minute so that's why Benjamin was getting more food than everybody else, man. You know this thing ain't mm. never going to end, man. We dads, kids too. Anybody who grew up in a household where is a broken up family, I grew up in a broken up family household. I'll be honest with you. As when we were younger, there were little battles. Um, the little battles had to do with um the reality that there were two family names in the household, and sometimes the distinction of the family names became a matter of significance. And I was the youngest, so it all fell on me because at the end of the day, I was the only product of that marriage. And the other children were the product of the previous marriage. So even though in a sense, I'm the product of the whole marriage, I'm still the stepchild because my older brothers and sisters are all product of the other marriage and they're all a lot older than me see and so i've lived the life of what some might say the blessing because my family members would tell you my brothers would tell you well you got treated special i don't know what you complained about and then of course i would say well i felt a little outcasted because i wasn't you know from the same father as you guys so there ever perceived blessings and perceived curses i was on the butt end of it all so i can relate even to the other brothers saying, now, I understand why Benjamin got such a big portion. This guy's Joseph. Of course, that's not something that would wake up with them immediately. Immediately, it's like, "Ah, thank God he didn't put us to death. But I'm sure later down the line, (laughs) when cooler minds prevail, they're like, oh, yeah. Remember when Benjamin got all them extra portions too. So um, Jacob never squelched that, man. Jacob never squelched said, now, we know as men of God, right, today, if we got into a relationship, um, and my wife, we have a daughter. Notice how I'm wording this. My wife, we have a daughter that's from another relationship. She's my daughter. I don't call her my stepdaughter. She's my daughter. I treat her like a daughter. Um, I've been in relationships where their children were in the relationship before I got in there, and I treated them like my own children. But that's from my own knowledge and experience of what happens when you have a broken home. See, because broken home don't right. it, doesn't have to mean, the, it doesn't have to mean the dad's there and the mom's not, or the mom is there and the dad's not, okay? That's not the only way a home can be broken. A home can be broken when it's a blended home, okay? And we got a lot of blended homes, right? Because we have a 50 plus percent divorce rate in the United States. So, we have a lot of blended homes. And so, let's learn from the Jacob Joseph story, because a lot of the drama from this story comes from the fact that that was a blended home that had dysfunction. It had stepbrother, stepsister dysfunction. And so, and the dysfunction started from the top, because Jacob. Really was instigating the dysfunction. So saints, some of you might say, "Well, where are you getting that from?" Well, you got to look at lesson nine and lesson eight and lesson seven and lesson six because this is we're on lesson ten now. But we made it so that everybody can plug in at any time and you miss nothing because you can go back to lesson one and rewatch all the videos. But we're picking up the story at Pharaoh's dream. But we see that some of the backstory is still in the mix because here's Joseph giving Benjamin an extra portion because that's his full-blooded brother and he gives a lesser portion to his half brothers he said well they put him in a cistern right but he's not instigating positivity with that move that's not a positive instigation right there so we can see God's using Joseph Joseph's a man of God he endured great challenges he put up with a lot of crazy stuff that some of us probably wouldn't have done but he was also still human and how much true is that of us that we're also still human even though God is using us. And this is the beauty of the school, saints. I want you all to know this. This is the beauty of the school. The beauty of the school is that we're not going to sit there and teach you about a story from a time far, far away in a a, a land, excuse me, in a land far, far away and a time long, long ago. We're going to teach you about a story about today. This is the story about today. How many of us know of half-brother, half-sister stories Today. Half brother, half sister drama mm. today. Okay. How many of us are in God in a blended relationship today and are maybe not managing the situation properly, especially when you get angry, right? Because when it gets angry, then it's your kids and your kids mm. uh, instead of our kids. And then, well, you know, that's yeah. you. Uh, you, the one spent the first few years raising them. I had nothing to do with that. Oh, that's your daughter. You're the one that... That's right. Romans talking about it. Let's talk about it, brother. Let's yeah, you know you what's know, funny. funny? You know what's funny? It's Go ahead.
1: When you said that part about um, when, they, when, they, you know, when they get angry, they say, it's your kid. Let me tell you about, let me tell you about marriage, right? <laughs> you haven't, like, have your kid in school, and then, you know, the teachers call and say, you know what? I'm going to tell you my story. So the teacher called and said, Aiden did so good. Of course, this is before COVID. Um, he was in a uh, daycare. The teacher called and said, Aiden did so good in school, you know, he... Got his A's this after the third. He alphabet really good, and then you know my wife like, "You see, that's me and him." And then when we get that bad phone call, yeah, Aiden was up here acting up this after the third. My wife was like, "You see it that? up? That's that side of you. That's that's him and you right there." <laughs> uh, that, that's just that's just son. <laughs>
0: praise <laughs> the Lord, and, and that's and, and honestly, honestly, um, if it's not being done in a constructive context, which I pray in your situation, no one passes. See was. Done in a constructive context, but yeah. or in context, but that's a form of dysfunction. Mm. So you got an anger management problem, and you don't even have to have a blended home. This could just be you got certain generational curses which popped up in Johnny, mm. and she got some generational <laughs> curses that you know popped up in, in, in Joyce, and now y'all pointing out each other's dirt through the kids, and then you do it around the kids. So not yeah. a kid hearing it and they think something inherently wrong with me because i'm more like my mama what's that so the thing is that the answer is how do we deal in the spirit with this function mm. you see and so you say well what is that in the text it's not in the text but the purpose of the text is to invoke wisdom in your current supernatural condition. The purpose of the text was not so that you could master the text so that you could be like some secular historian bragging about some historical knowledge. The text was given to invoke spiritual movement. Santo, yabashi. To invoke a revelatory consciousness inside your supernatural being. How many of you know you're four-dimensional beings? If you're a born-again disciple, you are a four-dimensional being. You have the, the you have the, the 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 um the 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 two-dimension plus the third dimension plus the spirit dimension, amen. Hallelujah. So your 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 depth, width, length, spirit. And as four-dimensional beings, this story is being told on a two-dimensional page, but it has a four-dimensional revelational capacity, which is why it's in the Torah. Mm. See, mm. this is the problem that we have with a lot of teaching and a lot of schooling: is the schooling becomes an ac- academic, intellectual ascension into some sort of head knowledge which puffs up the person's consciousness while their home is still in ruin because the fourth dimensional supernatural wisdom which was the real knowledge for why the whole story was recorded has been lost on you for the sake of information ah Mm -hmm. great lord so this whole thing invoke so wisdom right because we have the holy ghost to the way they didn't have the holy ghost back then we have the indwelling presence the counseling nature of the supernatural power of god hallelujah so here we are as saints we got to look at this and go okay amen praise god for great 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 grandpa but that ain't right you can't do that okay yeah you can't make a coat for one and don't give nobody okay can't favor one okay i realize you didn't love leah but you still knocking boots with her hard body, so you got to have to accept the responsibility. You can't be like, oh, that never was supposed to be my wife. Well, every night that you done slept with an older kid you done produced, she's your wife now, bro. <laughs> you're gonna have to fuck it up. <laughs> you know, it's your kids. So the thing is that we need to grow on this. We need to grow on this. We read this and we grow on this. We don't read this and just understand it, we read it and we grow on it. And so we see that Joseph puts his brothers through a test and through the testing of his brothers, he sees that their heart posture has changed some. It hasn't completely changed, but it changed enough for him to be uh, you know, heart struck with them, but he's still got a special place in his heart for his own natural brother, which only instigated a little bit more of the dysfunction. But here we are pushing forward with the story, the patriarchal move. The most significant thing from a systematic theology perspective, saints, for this segment is we see the end of the patriarchal covenant. Go back to Genesis 3.15 now. We see the end of the patriarchal, because there's no story about a patriarchal covenant. There's a story about a woman that gives birth to a child and the child crushes the head of a, saint, of a serpent. That's the story. OK, so how does Abraham fit into this? I mean, I got it. He's carrying this prophecy, but how? He's not a woman. Was Sarah carrying the prophecy? No, both of them are. Isaac's carrying it OK. It went on to Rebecca? It went on to Rachel? I don't get it. How does it fit in? It's is the mind mystery still. But now Jacob has all these boys, right? And all 12 of them become 12 tribes and we know that those 12 tribes become mm-hmm. one nation and we know that that nation is considered to be a bride or a woman i know that that nation is going to give birth to a son we know that christ was born of the virgin mary but how many of you know that he's really the son of man because he's the daughter he's the son of the of the wife of god Israel. It's not so much that Mary bore him, but that that's Israel's son. Israel is the woman and Jesus is the son. Now we're looking for a snake and we're looking for a crushing of a head, looking for a bruising of a heel. Genesis 3.15. And we're searching eagerly for this. We're not going okay when did the patriarchal covenant start okay covenant theology patriarchal covenant started with Abraham Isaac and Jacob okay and then it went to the mosaic when Moses came and took them out of Egypt and took them to the promised land and that was the mosaic then Jesus came and that was grace see God never taught us that way we read it saw the pattern and labeled the pattern God didn't teach us a teach that to mm. you. you don't hear the term covenant theology in the Bible so when we take the word of God and analyze it to our understanding and then rearticulate it with our own wording and our own understanding we don't sin but we open up the possibility of missing something so what's significant about this Jacob situation is there's no passing on to an heir. The anointing didn't get passed on to Joseph. The anointing didn't get passed on to Reuben. The two people most qualified for it were Reuben, the son of Leah, firstborn, and Joseph, the son of Rachel, firstborn. But there's no desire to lay hands on one of them and give them the full blessing. right. So now what are we starting to see? The birth of a nation. I wonder what this nation is going to become. Ah, maybe that nation becomes the woman. Well, if she becomes the woman, she got to give birth to a child. See, this is what we needed to have been eagerly awaiting throughout all of our existence on earth, mankind. That's what we should be hanging on. We now are already ourselves right on the back end of the story Yay, yeah? We're on the back end we're on the point where the child has already been born raised to a man and he suffered the bruise of the heel but he's still crushing the head of the serpent Where fit right. in in the prophecy of Genesis 3:15 because God's complete obsessive compassion and compulsion has been the redemption of his son Glory to God. I'm going to open it up to the other moderators if they have anything they would like to share um on in in uh on the closing pieces of of this segment.
2: Um my my thing is uh and it it it, it goes on. I mean as as we see uh 44 Genesis chapter 44 and we see we leave off with Judah <laughs> begging that uh, that Benjamin not be, not be, um, was it? Was it left behind or jailed, <laughs> held against his will. uh, And then it, it's crazy because it, it, it picks up on 18, and Judah went up to him and said, oh, my Lord, please let your servant speak a word in my Lord's ears, and let not your anger burn against your servant, for you are like Pharaoh himself. That's deep. I mean, you know, they start saying it. They're really speaking that prophecy. Uh, he said, so my Lord asked his servant, saying, have you a father or brother? And, um, that's when he starts investigating. So you see the reconciliation and I just want to talk about the, uh, where, where is Jacob's mind in all this? Because so Joseph is sold into slavery at 17. Um, and my bad, I said 26, it's 22 years, right? 10, 17. Yeah, it's 22 years. So Jacob sold into slavery at 17. It's 22 years before the brothers see I'm sorry Joseph' sold into slavery at 17. it's 22 years before the brothers see Joseph again and then there's still a back and forth you know a couple trips back and forth and he's you know working things out and he's very manipulative getting getting Benjamin to him and finding out about his dad um but Jacob has to be fatigued at this point. He's got these sons. They're running rampant. One is gone. His favorite is gone. He they, they, they he is no more. <laughs> um, God is not even calling Jacob, Jacob anymore. He's calling him Israel. So think about the promise and everything that has to come forward. And Jacob has to be uh, <clears throat> in somewhat of a, a, a desert season. Kind of not, don't really know what to do. Don't really know where to go um trying to keep keep his son uh, well just kind of just watching his sons run rampant um and then you had the thing with dina um so he he's he's kind of really probably at this point at the end of himself and then obviously he gets the report that benjamin has been uh taken and and then now it's like boy y'all, y'all just y'all, y'all just gonna just just last and it's all i got y'all, y'all take this from me so we see the lord also pruning Jacob as well, um, preparing his heart, because I'm pretty sure at this point, Jacob probably has failed that, has failed that he's failed, um, not just as a father, but as a patriarchy, like, okay, I don't have nothing, I don't, I, I don't have nothing, I don't, there's nothing I can do, I don't really know what to do from this point. Um, and so, let me just sit here, and then, of course, Rachel uh, passes away, um, so... Yeah, all the, all of the good things in his life were stripped. Mm-hmm. All the things he really wanted that he cared for were stripped. So now we, we watch Jacob behind the scenes kind of just just lost. And like you said, it's not what what um Isaac did to him, you know, let me pray over you. It's like, well, the son I was going to pray over is no more. Mm-hmm. If if there was if that was a thing to do, that ain't no more. I don't feel like giving the rest of these kids prophecies that they don't deserve. You know th- this blessing and calling. So I'm just just stuck. I'm just existing, <laughs> almost like that time period after uh, Adam ate the apple, and then and then um, close to the to the flood and stuff, where Adam was just he's here, but you don't really hear it. you don't hear about him. Mm. You, know, you just, he just he just was like where is he? So I, I really feel like Jacob was was going through it emotionally, um, and I can just imagine just you know 22 years. Mm-hmm. Um and the Lord knew exactly what He was doing to, to reconcile everything and bring them all back together. But I uh, just want to say that it was, we don't forget Jacob here, and he's you know as soon as the Lord sent him to that next level, it was like desert. It was like all right, next level, all right, we got to prune you for this. You're not ready, and there was some serious pruning. Um, so yeah, that, that's all I have to say. It's a beautiful. It's a, like a uh, Pastor AK said, it's a beautiful story. A lot of people like to call it from the pit. To the
1: palace. Yeah. Uh, so from out. the
2: grave to governor.
1: I just want to ask y'all a question. Why do y'all think no one snitched on each other? How come the brother, y'all ever thought, like, why didn't the brother say, yo, you know what, dad, we lied and said Joseph was killed, but he really didn't get killed. Or even Joseph's dad didn't even ask the question, like, well, they found the, the, the robe that I bought you was full of blood. Like, what happened? I always, I always wondered, like, why nobody asked the questions of what happened you know we like how did like how'd you even get here like the father didn't even ask like he just i'm sure he probably didn't even care about it. he was just so excited to see his son but i can't even imagine the guilt that the brothers held for 22 years of what they did you know what i mean but i always want the question that i always ask like how come nobody uh really said anything to um to jacob like yo you know what dad this is what we did or even joseph like joseph maybe say yo dad you know what this this is what really happened you know, I guess they wanted them have either they wanted him to die in peace to not have, you know, no resentment against his other sons. But I've always um asked that question of why nobody really told on nobody. That's that was just a question I'm asking y'all. Why do y'all y'all, y'all, did, y'all did you ever think about that part? <laughs> that is true. Yeah.
2: Um, I did think about that part because that's a secret you have to keep uh for a long time. Yeah. And um I don't know, I don't know. Well they well, we knew some of them were capable of murder. Uh, other one is capable of, of, of adultery, so we—I I don't know. Maybe it's one of those. You know, if you don't blink, I don't blink, and then also the divisions mm. in the different households. Yeah, it's like, well, we, we, we got our little sect. We got our sect. We got our sect. So, yeah. Yeah. y'all don't come over here. We're not gonna come over there. We just, we just gonna go on. Mm. There, but, yeah. Uh, uh,
0: there's a lot of testimony to the potential that there was a great bond. That existed amongst Leah's children. Mm. Uh, they were bonding together. Remember, it was no secret that this battle existed. Remember the battle over the dates. Um, I'm not talking about dates, thanks for the dates. We're talking about the fruit, okay? <laughs> Some people say like, dates. What date? Who was date? No, oh, no, no, dates. The fruit dates. And the, and how Leah wanted to get a. Uh, 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 how Rachel wanted some of the dates from, from, from Leah. And uh, Leah's like, you took my husband, now you want my son's dates too? So, you know, you can see that there was a lot of rivalry. So I believe that there was a great bond there. Mm. and um, There was a lot of empathy, even from the part of Reuben because Reuben knew it wasn't supposed to be done. But instead of standing up as the eldest and saying, y'all not going to do that, you can try to take out our brother, you're going to have problems with me. But you could see... That their camaraderie it evidently bonded and we can only speculate they bonded over the suffrage of not being the principal love of the father Mm. that mother wasn't loved and that they were not loved Mm. Mm -hmm. traditionally compares their love against the love of their brothers and sisters that's why you can't buy one for one and don't buy from the other it doesn't matter if you got your son a mercedes If you got your daughter a Rolls Royce, there's gonna be a problem. (laughs) You love her more than me. I got your Mercedes. Most people can't even, most people don't even buy their kid a Datsun, but you got a Mercedes. Mm -hmm. I said, Did I say Datsun? Nobody even knows what a Datsun is.
2: (laughs) (laughs) is What's that? My dad dad is saving his
0: for me.
1: (laughs) A Datsun is a car?
0: Yeah, old, old car brand. before, Before a Beetle? No, it's after the Beetle, but it doesn't exist anymore. There's no such thing as Datsun. But I can't believe I even said that. I'm dating myself right now. Um, But (laughs) listen, most parents won't even buy their car, their son a Toyota. I bought you a Mercedes-Benz. He said, yeah, you bought our sister a Rolls-Royce. So children measure love usually in zeros and ones. Mm. And it's based on what you gave the other brothers and sisters. So you give... Joseph a coat of many colors you don't give me nothing you don't love me right so they may have bonded together with the mom who was also unloved and Jacob didn't take responsibility you can see and I'm saying this this of course is in part personal revelation because it's not clearly documented in scripture but I don't know who would argue this point Jacob clearly carried on the grudge of not ever really wanting to be Leah's husband. So you, I got tricked into taking you. So what am I going to do? But you know how it is. You're a man. You ain't going to turn away some fun, right? I, I use the word fun in place of a word that's more apropos, right? And so you knocking boots with her, but you don't want to admit she's your wife. Mm. Wow. And you. Right. You spent almost your whole life not admitting she's your wife, even though you got all these boys from her. So I believe they had a bond. And so it didn't help that Joseph was the son of Rachel. It says that he loved him because he was the son of his old age. And I won't dispute the scripture but you have to also believe it had to do with Rachel. This is my only son from Rachel, okay? The only testimony of that relationship. And so he not only had him in his old age, she's the son, he's the son of Rachel, right? And so that didn't help matters much for the other brothers that are feeling unloved. Then you give him a coat of many colors, that didn't help the situation much either. And then he's arrogant, goody 2 shoes tattletale. <laughs> I saw what y'all did. Y'all messed up. Y'all messed up. I'm going to go tell Dad. I'm going to go tell Dad what y'all been doing. <laughs> I, I, I'm not trying to put down the man of God. He's a man of God. We never speak ill of a man of God. I'm trying to talk to you about discipleship typology. Mm-hmm. So discipleship typology is... This not knows little kid man, and dad favors him. Dad's always favored him. Dad don't never give us no consideration. You know what, man? Let's take this kid, take a rock, and smack it upside his head, and throw him in this duck, this ditch. Now, Reuben, instead of manning up on the in the spirit and saying, "I'm the firstborn. I know we can't do this. I'm older than all y'all. I'm more mature than y'all." Nah, that's not what we're gonna do. Leave the boy alone. He goes, I don't want to be pissed off. I'm going to be chill with my brother. Oh, no, no, let's not do that. Let's just throw him in this other little hole over here. <laughs> then I'll come back and get him later. You <laughs> See? And then he couldn't come back and get him later because they already him, sold him. And, and he's like, oh, my God, what have these guys have done? But you can see through the story, there's a connection that they have with each other that doesn't include Benjamin <laughs> and doesn't include Joseph. It only includes children from Rachel's side of the camp. And I think even they didn't even mind Rachel's concubine. Because I think some of the kids came from Rachel's concubine, too. They was cool with the concubine, and they was cool with their mother. They wasn't cool with Rachel's kids. Because they're getting special treatment. Now, Joker did love them. Jacob did love his sons, just not the same. When he heard of Simeon not Mm -hmm. being coming back, he felt grieved, but he wasn't gonna die. But if I lose Benjamin, then I'm gonna die. Mm. So, you know, I like that. I like the joke um, in the the, the, the recently in the movies, right? uh, Where uh, Iron Man's daughter says, I love you 3000. And he jokingly tells Potts, but she only love you 900. And it was a laugh. But there's truth there, right? Because Jacob loved Joseph and Benjamin 3,000, but his other sons only loved 900. That's going to inherently create some resentments. Mm. And we know when we suffer together, we bond over the suffrage. So now yep. we got got yep. brothers bonding over a suffrage of abandonment and lovelessness see and these are the types of things that happen and this is what i mean when i say we need to grow through this not just know through this we need to grow through this for the spirit bears testimony and when the spirit bears testimony do we ignore it or do we listen Mm. See, and that's that's the power of these stories the bible tells us to learn from these stories so that we can grow through them but amen you guys have got some powerful comments going on i noticed that there was an interest in potentially watching some movies so i'm not trying to advocate where you buy them from okay so this is not a plug this is not a commercial ad but i just put a link in the, the link was put in the chat by Apostle Jen um, that basically gives you a location where you can get a five disc series that will cover these stories that we've been covering in Genesis. Um, I recommend this series. I think that this series was probably, in my estimation, the most accurate and most biblically aligned. And it's great videos that you could put your young kids in front of potentially as well. Um, of course, the, con- the cartoon Prince of Egypt is a little bit more for kids, but I don't know how accurate it is. These try to stay very close to the biblical context. Um, and if anybody's looking for other movies related to other Bible stories, Turner Broadcasting Systems did a Bible collection. Their Bible collection tries to stick very closely to the biblical facts. So for all of us visual learners who like watching movies, there's an opportunity to watch some movies that'll give you some connection with, with some of these stories here. So um, now I'm gonna, we're gonna come, cause you know, we always have our off topic section, right? So now I'm gonna open it up for the saints, uh, uh, apostle. Uh, uh, see, I'm dropping names, <laughs> Ernest, I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> something's happening, bro, something's happening. Uh, with, uh, Ernest or Pastor AK can, can uh, just share. Anything from out of your heart, anything to bless the saints and what you believe in the today now movement of God. But well, let Pastor AK go first.
1: Um, what the Lord has placed on my heart with just the Joseph story, and uh, even though uh, even the Moses story, when we really get into that, is that when you're called to a great calling, you're going to go through uncomfortable seasons. You're going to go through. Seasons or even moments where as though it looks like death is standing right in front of your face But when you just look at the story of joseph how that word always says but the lord was with him Even in the midst of his uncomfortable seasons uncomfortable moments. He still honored god But um, I don't know who's really going through a real serious uncomfortable season They can't understand why So even to the point to where as though it feels as though god isn't even answering your prayers or you don't hear from him but yet, you're still walking a walk. You're still showing up. You're still pressing in. Because the Lord is saying, I want you to continue to press in, even though you're in a season of uncomfortableness right now. You're in a season of trials and tribulations, or... Not even trials and tribulations, I'm sorry. If you, when you're in this, in that season of, of of just uncomfortability, it just... When you're called to do something great, it's, you got to go through that pruning. Um, and... Like I said, I feel as though the Spirit is talking to somebody that's watching right now that you're just in a spot and you're in a position right now where you're really uncomfortable. You're really going through something right now. And the Lord is saying, because I called you to do something great and you just have to go through this. And The Lord has us to really talk in and press in on Joseph because this is one of the stories that really shows you that no matter what you go through, you have to continue to press in with God. Because like we, we just read what Joseph went through. But he still seek the Lord. He still gave God praise and still gave God all the honor and glory, even in the midst of his pain. And um, we just have to understand when you're called to do something great, you're going to go through an uncomfortable season. You're going to go through some really hard times, like really hard times. But you just have to keep pressing in and just keep your eyes on God because you're going through that for a reason. And like I said, I feel as though the Spirit is talking to somebody about that, just to keep pressing, keep pressing in, keep giving God the glory keep seeking him you may not hear him in this season but he's going to start speaking to you next season keep pressing in keep getting your word keep just pressing in and trying to keep keep keeping your focus on him no matter what it looks like around you because when you're called to do something great you really got to go through it amen amen uh you see he left uh, I think he glitched out. He going to come back in. It happened like that earlier.
2: Really. No, I'm here and it's good. Yes, I'm here. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, man. This we, it. I'm and I'm so glad we we, and, and the apostle obviously through the, uh, through the Holy Spirit it came up with this school, the inception, um, and and going through it and going through the Bible in a year, because we really need to sit down and. Digress and, and go through all of these stories. Um Because sometimes I feel as though Christians, we can go through and do case studies and things like that we can jump around. But you know, how many people can actually say that they've read the Bible in a year. And it's so deep. Uh I found myself around Messianic Jews. And you know, it, it's crazy that I can bond. and yeah, we and it's I go to the synagogue and we're reading this this week and we write people don't realize we're right on we're on the same path and we can, we can, we can talk to them and relate. Um, so I, I will just, I'll just piggyback off of, um, like, like, uh, like, like Pastor AK said, that is a necessary season. A lot of they I always say this, they don't tell you that in the pamphlet. They're not going to tell you that it's, it's hard to conceive, but you, at the end of the day, we have to re- remember God gave, he loved. So he gave his only begotten son. So what does that mean to be in God, to be in love means you're a giver and you're giving your life or you're giving other things so that we can, we can, uh, fulfill his will. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's, it's tough. It's like, man, we just, I, I know me, I was waiting on the book deals. I was waiting on the TV and and I, like, I still look out every now and then for my elephants. I prayed for some elephants a couple years ago. I'm still looking for them. Um, but it, it was instead it was different it was, it was more along the lines of homelessness and mm-hmm. I even went to jail uh, at the very at the my first year of intense breaking just like Joseph I, I had I ended my first year of brokenness with a night in jail. Um, I remember I called apostle this is about seven years ago I called him and I was crying I said man I, ain't, I don't really want to do this but it's no it's no other way I don't have no other way I have to do this. And uh, he told me, he said, man, you're going to be all right. He said, you're going to be all right. Joseph was in jail. You're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. It's just one night, you know, you toughen up. <laughs> and, um, yeah, exactly. And I, you know, I went in and I had to do my thing. But we, a lot of times as, as Christians, we want to, uh, we want to go around this. We don't want to go through the desert. Um, we don't understand that. And we don't understand the season. We don't understand the relationship. And I, and like, uh Uh, My man, Pastor AK said, like, you know, press in, press in because it's, it's, um, it's imperative. And, you know, the Bible says you, you, you will find me when you seek me with your whole heart. Mm. Um, so that's deep and people don't understand that. Like that's, that's everything. That means that's all of you. And I I, I got to that point in my life. I don't remember how, when. But I just remember I was at the bottom and I said, this is it. That's all I got. That's all I got. I'm going, I'm going to press forward. That's all I got. And and I did. And and thank God he, uh, he saw fit to draw me nigh because, you know, we can't draw ourselves nigh. He has to draw us nigh. So he drew me nigh and still walking this thing out. And it's amazing, man. After seven years, you know, finally starting to turn that corner. And like you said, I thought. I Thought things were going to happen years ago. I've been fired, laid off, and all this good. I mean, it's been just crazy. Like, my family, my family, probably looking at me like, Yo, he, he just threw his 30s away. His 30s are gone. So, uh, because <laughs> you know, they don't understand, like, you know, yeah. but you just can't get it together, and it's okay. And after a while, I realized the Lord, I would get up, boom, he'll knock me down, boom, he'll knock mm-hmm. me down, he'll knock me down. I mean, you're literally fighting against God, literally fighting. Like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna break this out of you, I'm gonna break this out. You're not gonna be an absolute you're not going to be um you know the, the the people that fail all the kings the book of kings and chronicles and stuff you're not going to be that i need you to be a pillar like pastor ak said i need you to be the one to redeem your family mm-hmm. i i need this from you so in order to get you ready i'm gonna have to take you through all this just hold on put on your seatbelt, and hold on mm-hmm. so um that's i i love these sections and i love the fact that it's split up so next week we're gonna dive even more to into um into joseph's life and then after that we write into moses it's almost it's a very similar story <laughs> very similar story but praise you know, god
1: what you, what you just said we use like when your family looked at you they was like oh he done wasted his 30s away and i never thought about that like god knows our journey god knows our path he knows what we got to go through in order for us for him to get us where we need to be and our family would look at us, they'd be like yo they yo Yo, Anthony, going through it like he didn't drop out of college, he didn't fail college. This boy done lost everything, but by me being in relationship with the Lord, it's like I'm constantly pressing in with God. Like God, I know you got me here for a reason. I just gotta take this pruning, I gotta take this chastising, I gotta just take it. But people looking in, like, yo, if that's what it looked like to be saved, I'm good. But it's like the only yeah. one that knows your journey, yo. The only one that knows your journey is the Lord, and. A lot of times a mistake that we make, we dictate uh, the season that we're in off of other people's judgment. And when people say things like, yo, you should be doing this, you should be that. And when we start to listen to them, that's only a trick from the enemy. We start to listen to our family members about what we should be doing. But we know God has us in this season for a reason. When we start to start to listen to the enemy, opening up our ears and just listening to what the devil was saying, we'll then get sidetracked and we'll try to force ourselves in a season God never called us to be in yet. And then when we do things like that, we... Things we pull things into our life that God never even intended us to have in our life. But that's why we always gotta keep our focus on the Lord. Lord say, draw close to me, I draw close to you. But don't dictate your walk by the judgment of your family members. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be times where you're gonna Mm. be in a season. Your family will be like, Yo, come on, why'd you why'd you stop doing your music? I heard that a lot from um those that were close to me. Why you stop doing music? I was like, Look, God, he just called me to put it down right now. But yo, your music was crazy. Like, yo, you had opportunities, I know, but just you ain't gonna understand it. You know what I'm saying? And it's hard yeah. to not it's hard it's really hard to just turn the other cheek and try to ignore it, but you just gotta ignore it, yo. Know? God is the main focus because because it's just man, look, when you do the will of God, it takes off so much stress, you know what I'm saying? It takes off so much burden and just things that we thought we needed when we really didn't need. It's like, but when you focus on the Lord we of course we don't see the finished product only he sees the finished product but we just got to keep pressing in don't listen to your family members. they say yo man this church ain't look like it ain't going good for you bro you think
2: you know what i'm saying don't listen, <laughs> to, that. Don't listen to that yo what the, the lord did with body, me uh uh-huh. what the lord did with me man and i tell people this all the time because now i'm like ai guess a staple for like brokenness in the wilderness i tell him i said <laughs> he got me in so deep got me down so far that i even if I wanted to come out, it, mm. I couldn't, I I had to wait on him. Yeah, And that's the day I knew I said, Oh, this is different. Cause I looked up, I said, wow, in order for me to climb out of this, I got to do this. This, this. I, I, I don't have the resources. I don't have the means. I can't mm. do this. So he has to do this. So I had to wait. I said, all right, well, I ain't got no choice. I, I guess, you know, might as mm. well crack open this Bible. <laughs> Amen. But yeah, so that's that's really the, the trick to, to get so far, people not gonna like this to get so far, so deep in in the jail that only God can come and get you out. Come on, and come on. he will when the timing
1: is right. Mm, when it's time and it's right, put that on the shirt. God's gonna come when it's time and when it's right. <laughs> <laughs> they don't tell you that in the pamphlet, put that on the back of the shirt.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: Yeah, that's what a good business. You, you start, uh, uh, Ernest. You start making pamphlets, yo. <laughs> you really. I think that's
2: that's a good business. You think about that, yo. <laughs> I, that's not crazy. a bad idea. I, you know what? Yeah, I, I, mean, I will. I will. I will. I'm gonna look into that. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> Go ahead, Apostle.
0: And what you got? What you saints are seeing here today? You guys can hear me, okay? Yeah, clear. Okay. Uh, what you saints are seeing here today is a lot of what you'll see also. I'm talking about the back end. When I pulled myself down, you saw Pastor A.K. and Ernest on there. That That's going to be kind of typical of what you're going to see in uh, Church Philly, the midnight prayer that they're launching in January. They do a little bit of a release in the beginning and then they flow into a prayer. And it's very, um um. we got that word we use homely and then we think that that's a negative term, but homely means if you feel at home, okay? Mm-hmm that homely feeling that that feeling that yes I'm at home I'm in a safe place in the spirit to release and to receive and so um that's just a little sneak preview and that was just a short little snippet there of how Pastor AK and Pastor C flow there in the church Philly I wanted to give that moment in the spirit for that to be revealed in the anointing. amen, amen. um brothers, if there's anything else please by all means continue. Otherwise, we'll close in prayer. I'll leave it to you guys. Um, at whatever point you feel is a settling point in the spirit. Wow, look at the baby. Look at the
1: baby.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she's like she's staring at her mother in the background, right? Is that what it is? She's staring yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We can see her eyes moving as she as shifts to, to see where she's at. <laughs> but praise the Lord. Beautiful baby. Um, if there's anything else, brother, by all means, um, continue. Continue. Otherwise, I would ask uh, Pastor A.K. to close us in prayer. Amen.
1: Do you have anything, Ernest? Spirit ain't telling me nothing right now. No, no, I'm good. You can go ahead, man. Okay. Yes, Lord Jesus. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you, Lord God, first giving you praise, honor, and glory, Lord Jesus. Giving you praise, Father, for who you are, Lord God. Giving you praise, Father God, for just the patience you have for us, Lord God giving you praise lord god for just creating us lord god only just for relationship lord god for you all you were already perfect just with you the father and the son you were you were just a perfect entity lord god for you didn't need us lord god but you created us lord god just for relationship lord and lord i think that was one of the best things you did father god when you breathed the breath of life into our bodies father god so Lord, we just want to give you praise for who you are, Father God, give you praise, Father God, for the love that you have for us, giving you praise, Father God, for just the unconditional love and patience that you have with us, Lord God, giving you praise for sending your son to die for our sins, Lord God, because there was nothing that we could do to receive your forgiveness and you had to come down and lay your life down for us, Lord God. And we thank you for that, Lord God. We thank you for the ultimate sacrifice, Jesus. We thank you for taking it all the way to the cross and giving your life and so choosing to raise it up, Lord God. Lord, we ask that you forgive us of our sins, Lord. We ask that you forgive us of the things that we thought said and done that was against you, Lord God. The things knowingly and unknowingly, Lord God. Lord, we pray for all of those that had tuned in and watched, Lord God. Those that had tuned in to receive not only knowledge, Lord God, but to go even more deeper into relationship with you, Lord God. Lord, we rebuke the enemy for any type of thoughts he's trying to place in their head. Any type of distractions or any type of just resentment or any type of old spirits that's lingering around, that's trying to pull them from relationship with you, Lord God. We rebuke the devil right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Father, you give us the power and the authority over the devil, Lord God, so we use our tongues, Lord God, allowing you to speak through us, Lord God, and rebuke the enemy, Lord God. Father, for you have us not only standing on guard, Lord God, but you have us being vessels just so that your light can shine through us, Lord God, so we can point the people back at you, Lord God. Father, it has nothing to do with us, but it has everything to do with you. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father God, for the vision that you have gave Apostle and Apostle Jen and Apostle William, Lord God, and even Apostle Ernest, Lord God. We pray and we just want to thank you, Father God, for the vision, Lord God, that you are continuing to use them, Lord God. Continuing to just mold them, Lord God. Continue to break the things that need to be broken in our lives, Father God. But Lord, we thank you, Father God, on how you're restoring them, Lord God. The things that they have lost, Father God, you are beginning to restore back in their lives, Lord God. And I just pray and ask that you continue to keep them covered, Lord God. Even Ernest's niece, Lord God, she has a calling over her life, Lord God. And God, I ask that you continue to watch over her, Lord God. Continue to keep her grounded, Father God. Lord, I pray for each individual that's tuned in, Lord God. I pray and ask that you watch over those that are even in their household, Lord God. And Lord, we just want to thank you for all that you have done. All that you're continuing to do, Lord God, through us, Father God. For, Lord, it's not us, but it is all of you. In Jesus' name, we pray and praise. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen.
0: God, I wanted to just share a classic case of the Joseph story. Soon oh. as my daughter heard in the other room about a baby being on the camera. She, she
1: came,
2: came in. Over, <laughs> came
0: bolting over here like, wait, wait, wait. my baby's in the camera. I ain't in the camera. <laughs> That's funny. That's now, funny. Testimony, a live testimony. Is she laughing, too. All right, so wave goodbye. All right, God bless you all. We'll see you on Wednesday. Praise God. Bye-bye. Good night.